Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. All right. Man, I just been recording this podcast for about 10 minutes, and I looked down at my computer. I was so wrapped up in what I was saying, and uh, I hadn't hit record. <laughs> so here we go. Take two, the Talking Metal podcast. Guys, it is a diverse show. We, as always, I'm, I'm all about diversity when it comes to music. When it comes to everything, man, I'm about diversity. And this show will represent that. We got Matt from A Perfect Circle in the Beta Machine. We got Eric from Warrant. And we have Jack from Sphere 16. So before we get into the official episode, let's just say thanks to the people who make this episode possible. It is the patrons on Patreon. You guys rock. I hope you're enjoying the bonus podcast that as paying patrons you get each week. If Talking Metal is not enough for you guys, I strongly suggest you join me on Patreon because you get a whole bonus podcast every, every fucking week. It's in, incredible. So uh, Victor Ruiz co-hosts that with me. I know you got, a lot of you guys used to love it when he was on Talking Metal. I'd like to get him back on Talking Metal. And But in the meantime, if you're missing your Victor, if you're needing more Mark Striegel, you have that bonus podcast. All you got to do is pledge $2 a month. That's it. And you get a bonus podcast every week on Patreon. And we have a good crew of people, small crew, but they are the people who keep it going here because they support us. They support me with a monthly pledge on Patreon. I encourage all you guys to do it and join these great people like Steve Hoker, Mike Jones, Steven Saylor, Drake, Matt Carroll, Jason Seth, Fred Roots, Sam Soupy, Jay Vaninsky, John Francois Blas, At Metal Dan, Sean Morgan, James Bennett, Ron Keel, Mr. David S. Gray, Michael Street, Miles Altwood, Joe. I was just talking to Joe on the phone yesterday. Man, Joe is doing this cartoon thing. It is so good. Um, and I'm going to hopefully start posting some of them on TalkingRock.net. So stay tuned for that. J.B. Allen, Anthony Mackey, Jean Bouvoiri, Ralph Petrie. You are our crew of 23 people on Patreon who are pledging 
your hard-earned money to keep it going here, to keep the lights on at TalkingMetal.com. If you give me $5 or more a month, you end up getting a Talking Metal t-shirt. Uh, do want to mention I have hoodies now. If you want to, like, two for one, maybe I can, maybe we can work a deal, you know, like, for a hoodie and a t-shirt. Even if you're not on Patreon, let me know. Just email me at mark at TalkingMetal.com. I'll hook you up with that. Cool. And go to the support page on TalkingRock.net or TalkingMetal.com to support us using Patreon or just with a PayPal donation or by using our Amazon links. All right. Enough of the business. Here is The Rock. Black Label presents Heavy Montreal, the heaviest festival in Canada. Back for a 10th edition, two days of rock and metal. July 27th and 28th, outdoors at Parc Jean Drapeau. Witness Slayer perform their last show in Quebec ever. Performances by Ghost, Godsmack, Evanescence, Slash, Anthrax, Steel Panther, Kill Switch Engage, and many more. 40 bands playing four stages on a festival site that you have to see to believe. Festival passes are on sale now. Visit heavymontreal.com. Produced by Avanco. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radioland.
Matt McJunkins is with us. Eric Turner is with us. And uh, Jack Doolin is with us. So let's get into The Rock right now. This first interview is with Jack and our friend Juliet Huddy connected us. And I actually went to uh, dinner and drinks. I guess it was more just drinks, not much dinner. Um, But I went to uh, meet the two of them at this little cool little restaurant. And I got there. True story. I get into the restaurant and Juliet and Jack were not there yet. And I'm sitting in the restaurant and the only other person there is Dr. Oz. And so it's just Dr. Oz and I looking at each other. And you know what's weird? When I had a shorter haircut many years ago... Um, I kind of got like an emo Phillips weird haircut going on now, which uh, I know that's a whole nother story. I got to grow that out. I got to do something because it's not working. Believe me. I know you don't have to leave the comments on YouTube, Uh, but you know, it's at this weird, awkward phase. So I got to try to let it grow out or cut it and I don't want to cut it. So bear with me with the emo Phillips haircut for just a little bit until it grows out. But anyways, yeah, I'm sitting there. And anyway, when I had shorter hair many years ago, there was a a woman in my neighborhood who was like, you look like Dr. Oz, which I, at the time I I was like, "Eh, well, Dr. Oz, he's a good looking guy, but he's older than me. I don't like being compared to people who are older than me. When my hair's a little longer, people are like, oh, he looks like Neil Young. So I don't know. I don't know what I look like, but I do know I had a great time hanging out with Juliet Huddy and Jack Doolin of the band Sphere. Juliet, thank you for making this connection. And I'm going to call it a love connection because I love Sphere 16. They are excellent. This this band is really, really hot. They are doing something that I think is a little different than everyone else. And I think they're great. And I'm so excited to introduce you to some of their music. And uh, let's do it right now. Here is a little Sphere 16 on Talking Metal, followed by my interview with Jack Doolin. It's Mark Striegel, and I am here in New York City. We are at a rooftop restaurant. I don't even know what it's called. I, what's the name of this restaurant? Tonkinos Blue. 
What is Mickey Nose Boo? Mickey Nose Boo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a rooftop <laughs> restaurant, Mickey Nose Boo, and I am here with Jack Doolin of Sphere 16. Jack, so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And you are here in New York doing some press because you have a new record on the way. I heard the single, and it sounds great. The new single is The New Horizon. So when can we expect the full album? Um, so we are hoping to get the album out by around May. Um, okay. So far we've got, yeah, The New Horizon's just come out. Um, and we're going to have a new track, Push Through the Water, which is dropping next week, awesome. week after, pretty soon. Um, we're just going through mixing and mastering at Abbey Road at the moment. Um, oh, very and, uh, well, uh, and then we're yeah going to drop it at Abbey Road. Wow. Uh, we're mastering in Abbey Road. We're mixing in Denmark, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, you know, I, I listened to the the Great Surveyor, which is what three, four years yeah, old at this uh, point. It's about three years old at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is three and a half. Yeah. And the the new single, the new Horizon. I mean, I heard some similarities, but production wise, correct me if I'm wrong, but it did sound like it was going maybe in a little bit of a different direction. I, yeah, I would say so. Um, it's weird that the, this record is a lot more organic okay. than the last one. I could hear one. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, I was talking about this earlier, actually, but we um, wrote and then started touring The Great Surveyor well before we actually ever went to record it, if that makes sense. So we right. took it out. I think we were on tour in China, and we were playing a lot of new songs from that record before we ever went into the studio to record it. Um, with this one, uh, we actually were writing bits and bobs in the studio as we were recording it right so it's gone in a different direction it's a bit darker okay. uh, lyrically and, and the theme of the record is a bit darker um but yeah the feel of it is pretty different yeah. uh so yeah i would agree that it's there's going to be similarities but it's it's going to feel different in places yeah right and what caused the the vibe the mood to change were there things going on with yeah, you personally well, I, or? Um, yeah well, I think a lot several members of the band have had a fairly tough couple of years okay uh, mentally and with you know there's been you know various uh, negative issues and right. things happening in a lot of our lives um, and I yeah I, I think that kind of just writing what we wanted to write or what I wanted I, I kind of tend to write most of it w writing what I wanted to write at the time rather than being like I need to make this song for this reason with this kind of feel this time I'm just like or I was just thinking fuck it I'm just going to write this and this is going to be you know I, this is how I'm feeling at the moment and this is what I'm going to talk about and it's going to come out this way and it's not going to be right. very nice yeah. potentially uh, it's, it's uh, so yeah the new horizon certainly when I listen to it it's definitely more melancholy, a little yeah. bit darker, you know, Right. the themes, yeah. And I, I'm not saying the whole record will be like that. Bits of it will be. There's a lot of quite upbeat stuff as well. And I do, I think the word that you used earlier, organic, it does just production-wise seem to have a slightly more organic feel yeah. than what you guys were doing the, in 2015. Absolutely, sure. And is that, like, besides the, the you know, because, I mean, songwriting is one thing, recording is is one thing but is that like something you're choosing to do in the studio with with a different uh, style a different, of recording um, I mean, so or we're, something we're, we're working with Jakob Herman who's uh, okay. works out of a studio called Top Floor Studios in Gothenburg on this record uh, okay. the last one was with Ramesh uh, Donangoda in Wales in uh, Cardiff right um, he's actually just done the new Bring Me the Horizon record um, but he was yeah he was great to work with uh, and, and Jakob's been fantastic um, I really like natural Right, sound-wise, production-wise, so so we, you know, all the drums have got to be natural. There's no samples or triggers or anything like that. Right, okay. Uh, and 
Yeah, sound-wise, we took, I don't know if, uh, if you're a guitarist or yeah. musicians out there, but we dialed the gain right back. Mm. We, we tuned to drop A, so we've got an right. E, B, G, D, A, and then a low A string. Oh, so okay, wow. E down to an A. So it's like a 64-gauge string. It's right. Pre it's pretty heavy. Right. Um, and so to get a load of clarity, we just took the gain way back, way, okay. way, way back, and, and, and pushed every kind of, you know, pushed the mids up and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know, it just made it more real. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 they, always, they always told me when I was a kid, like, playing guitar, like, you know, mid on zero, gain on 10, yeah. super scoop Metallica kind of right, thing. Right, right, it right. was like, the older you get, the, the less gain you'll use. Right. And I feel right. like we're kind of heading down that direction. But it makes it heavier. Yeah. Um, so it's, I feel, yeah, I feel it's much more of a natural sound. Which is interesting, because if you were a kid, you'd think, oh, I want to make it heavy, I'm going yeah, to turn the gain all the way up. turn the gain all the way up, exactly. And, and, and this time we found that just having a really bright guitar tone. I right. mean, actually, the New Horizon's funny. If you listen to it, the guitar's not like anything you've ever heard before. Uh, right. And we were talking, I was talking about it with, with Jacob Hansen when we were mixing it. It's really interesting, the sound of it. Um, super heavy. But not metal right. heavy, actually. Yeah, it's kind of a you know, it's a metal record, I guess, or, or a yeah. heavy rock record. I like heavy rock. You know, I'm right. trying to go in heavy rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Kind of direction. So yeah, it's a, it's a totally unique sound that has, has has come about, I guess. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. I love the first single, "The New Horizon." Thank you. We're gonna hear it in just a bit. But you know, um, I was introduced to you and your music by our friend Juliet, and I didn't really know who's actually hanging here with us, and <laughs> and Dr. Oz, who I think just just left. But um, do you know Dr. Oz? Yeah, he's a big he's a big star in, right, in the okay, states here. Right. But anyways, uh, I lost my train of thought. But I, I was I was going to say. Um, yeah, I didn't really know a lot about about your group sure. in, until a few days ago when I started checking yeah, you guys out, sure. and I, I'm loving what I'm hearing. But for me and for our listeners, can you give us a bit of the band history, like you know, three four minute uh, version? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so the band has been going. I mean, we've been touring since 2009, uh, so a little while coming up to yeah, ten years next wow. this year, I guess. Um, it's it's the music industry is a long-term game now yeah it's, uh, it's yeah. not a year up year down thing anymore um yeah we toured we've toured a lot in uh, in india toured there five okay. times toured wow. in china That's interesting. uh did a couple of america tours canada uh, scandinavia europe so we we've actually toured more outside of the uk than we have within it because right. we we kind of found that it was we we didn't get accepted there as quickly as perhaps i might have liked as a young impatient teenager right okay so i was like I'm just going to go and tour everywhere else instead, yeah. which is kind of, again, it's been really weird because it's created a, just a very weird, organic, interesting fan base. Yeah. Um, and were you headlining these tours? Most we, of them? Uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes we headlined, sometimes we did a lot of touring with a band called Amaranth from Sweden. Okay. Um, so actually that's uh, the show that Juliet interviewed me at. Oh, uh, here in New York. We did a, yeah. a five-week run with, with those guys. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, the, the bigger we get, the more support tours we're looking for, right. which is kind of weird. So we, we, everything's kind of happened backwards for us, uh, which, is, which is weird. And we use a lot of the international tours to help us grow in the UK uh, rather than getting big in you know, your home country first and then going outside to the rest of the world. Right, okay. Uh, I just thought I just want to go and see the world, and, and and they'll have us. They want us to play, so you know. So let's let's go and do that. And, um, and have have you now uh, 
gotten a fan base in the UK or is yeah, it still, no, yeah no we do it it's it's difficult it's a really right. difficult market actually right what's um, the scene like there the scene is the scene is uh, it's great in that it's the UK but London is still kind of the primary place um, yeah. and London is you know London is London so every touring act of any genre any size any description is gonna come through London uh, so why go and see my band when Elton John or Metallica or Lady Gaga right. or whoever it is is in town the same night because they will be yeah there will be an, a huge an arena show stadium show happening that night because there is every night in London right um, the brexit thing is probably not gonna help too much because uh, I think a lot of international bands are gonna st start skipping oh really I, okay. well I think I think London will still be a will be a stop but I'm noticing a lot of European tours are missing London completely really? or they're okay. just coming into London doing one show and leaving rather than hitting a lot of the UK right um, it's a difficult place actually um, but it's you know it's still the UK it's still the home of rock and metal music so right. it's it's always going to be solid in, in that in that respect I guess you could say cool and with the album I saw you have some cool stuff going on like fans of the of the band can uh, actually get the picks, the strings, the yeah. lyric sheets that yeah, you that's, use that's in the recording yeah, of the record. I, you know, how, how would they go about doing that? Well, um, it's a funny story, actually. So a fan uh, of us from America got in touch and said that they'd like to buy a drum skin signed by us all. Right. Um, and I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting, sure. So we took a drum skin from the recording and we signed it and sent it over and all that sort of stuff. And then I realized that actually some of the stuff from the sessions might be of interest to people. So use strings, use sure. picks, you know, lyric sheets with all, you know, all the scribble right. that from the session on it, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so they're all up on our website, uh, which is cypher16.net. Um, and you can click on the, tour, the the merchandise tab and it'll take you to, a, to an online shop where you can buy all that sort of stuff. Uh, awesome. If you, you know, if you want to have a piece of the next record. Right. No, that's very cool. So, yeah. Very cool yeah. for fans. Um, and as far as your guitars go, you're still doing the ESP thing? Yeah, I'm still heavily into ESP. Uh, so they've endorsed me for, I don't know, a number of years. Right. They're, really, they're great. Uh, I really like them. Um, so I, I play a couple of Horizons, the old Horizons. Uh, I think they're NT2s, they're called, um, which are, yeah, really great. Yeah. Uh, and I like having a couple of the same guitars so that... Like if, if you asked me to play one of them and then you switched it with another I wouldn't be able to tell you which one I was playing oh, wow. which is really cool because yeah. the worst thing is if you have to change guitar quickly on stage and suddenly then you're having to rethink how you play right it has of a the different guitar, feel to it has it, a yeah. different feel yeah. to it you know unexpected then it's you know it's a thing um, and um, yeah still EMG pickups they're really cool uh, yeah. that's uh, Tommy at EMG I think um, it's really nice uh, and Blackstar Amps Okay. Uh, we've been been with them since right. the early days, which um, you know, love those guys. Right. They're they're really um, they're really really supportive and yeah, love their amps. Awesome, cool. And who were some of your guitar heroes growing up? Um, guitar heroes. Uh, James or Hetfield. Influences. Yeah. James Hetfield. Um, yeah. Keith Richards. Right. Cool. Um, guitar players. I really like I really like the 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 uh, Sylvian from Soilwork. I like his guitar style, and I like Rob Caggiano from Volbeats or Anthrax. Right, I like, right, his, right. I like his guitar style a lot. Uh, he's a native New Yorker. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a I'm not a, a solo-y shred sort of guy. Right. Um, I mean, I appreciate it, but our stuff is kind of I'm I'm all about serving the song. Yeah. I think serving the song is utmost importance. So right. we, I, you know, I try and put a ban on guitar solos in the studio, like right. period. But actually, a couple sneaked onto this record, uh, <laughs> yeah, which okay. is funny. Which is funny. Uh, there was a point where we were talking about a, how to get a get from a middle section to a 
chorus in a song right and the transition just didn't work the two sections are amazing but the transition just wouldn't work and uh, a guitar solo was was suggested right. shot down immediately by me and then they were like no no just think about this and it's, yeah. it's amazing and it's just totally perfect but you got to be able to sing the solo right uh, Melodic. million notes yeah. what's the point you yeah know, it's it's just showing off how good at the guitar you are but it's not it's taken away from the song i feel right um, and before i forget can you run down the other players in the band um yeah uh ish they yeah. change they come and right. they go um, well, will 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 is the main guy will 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 that's not right. his name will william it's just right. his name okay <laughs> he's uh, he's the lead guitar player um we use a couple of different uh drummers and a couple of different bass players depending okay. on right. uh, how we're feeling uh, right. and what's going on um, we actually just we just did a show with uh, Rich Hinks from Annihilator though I saw uh, that on your yeah. Facebook page yeah. um, and he was I mean I think I'm hoping that that could be the start of a, a beautiful relationship really? actually because cool. he was amazing luck. and just yeah. like the most ridiculous bass player ever right. uh, so he was really cool um, Carl obviously has been with us for years yeah. uh, so we love Carl and, uh, and he's really he's, he's I mean if you've ever seen any of the videos or ever seen us live yeah. you'll probably come away from the show thinking about Carl because he's a bit of a maniac right um, so yeah yeah and you know when I listen to your music I hear other influences that are obviously coming from outside of the heavy rock genres yeah, sure um, and I was curious who are some of the artists and bands that you listen to that we wouldn't call metal or punk or loud rock well I'll, t I'll tell you the heaviest musician ever to have lived ever ever is J.S. Bach wow okay and he's really? my absolute hero he's the one yeah uh, so as far as I'm concerned the world starts and ends with J.S. Bach wow um, so I guess that's that's the major one for me yeah uh, so I I studied the, organ, the, the church organ when I was younger, right? Um, and I'm I'm getting back into that and studying some of the Bach stuff, um, wow. which is uh, yeah, it's mind blowing because it's so it's so like formulaic, yeah. but so dark and so heavy right. that it's for me it's just like it's what you know it's yeah it's it's the unattainable. Wow, um, cool. So I, I yeah I I don't know who else I would talk about because that's just for me like. Right. I like a lot of the, 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 the dark organ stuff. I mean, I like Vidor and I like Bowman, um, some classical composers. Uh, I listen to a lot of classical music, actually, right. uh, when I'm driving and stuff. Wow. It's, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. So we're looking at release of the new album potentially in May. We're hoping, we're yeah. hoping that we can get it out in May, yeah. Um, the mix is going at the moment. And then hope you know Abbey Road don't take long because they're right. they're quite good at what they do there. Right. Um, <laughs> and and yeah. so they're mastering there or they're mixing. Yeah, they're no, mixing they're, there. No, they're mastering there. They're mastering. So we're mixing there. it in Denmark with uh, Jacob Hansen, who's the guy who does a lot of the Volbeat records. Okay, cool. Um, and he's really cool. And I think it complements our style pretty well because it's like you know it's it's heavy but clean clean vocals it's all clean singing and right. I, I think he's done amazing things for Michael Poulsen from, from Volbeat the, the vocalist from Volbeat right. uh, giving him that really powerful I mean the guy's a great singer anyway but mm -hmm. giving him that real edgy you know vocal um, Very cool. so yeah so we're having it we recorded it in Sweden we're mixing it in Denmark and we're mastering it in London Right, and are there at this point plans for touring, or is it? A yeah, no, premature there are. Uh, uh, th there are. Um, we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about every market right now. Uh, so we're, we're putting together some UK and 
hopefully then European and Scandinavian stuff that we could have done last year, but we didn't because we ended up riding the record for, for a lot, lot of the year and mm -hmm. the recording happened in a few parts. Um, we'd like to go back to China. We, I just had a conversation the other day about going back to India because we haven't been wow, there for a okay. few years. We, we yeah. went there five times. Uh, I think more than any other band in the world at that really? point. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Iron Maiden have done it four, I think, yeah. now. Bigger well, shows, but right. you know, yeah, who's, yeah. who's counting, right? <laughs> Me. And, and like <laughs> when you're in India, how many like cities and towns are there that you can actually play? Like it's, what's it, an Indian it, tour? Yeah, is an Indian ten tour. Dates, it, is it? No, yeah. no, not nothing like it. They they don't quite have the logistical setup yet for touring right. as 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 we might say, like let's go and do five, ten, twenty dates. Right. So most bands go over for one show. We attempted to really try and start touring now, and I think we managed six. I think six. I so think we managed six, like which was which was stressful, right? Tough, and I, you know we had to cancel shows that we just didn't feel that we were going to be able to get to, and then get from there to the next one reliably, because wow. because it's a big country, and they you you can't travel by road really. The trains are unreliable. Um, Why can't you travel by road? They're just uh, the roads are just too. Uh, I mean, the the drives are are, are big, right. and it's dangerous. Right, because it's, because it's, the it's roads dangerous. are are yeah. falling apart, or because of crime, uh, because of dr the driving style. Right. Oh, okay. Um, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it's an it's an amazing country. I love it, but. There's a lot of, you know, there's more than a billion people there. And the yeah. value assigned to life mm -hmm. is not high. Right, wow. So, you know, this is a funny story. We were there in 2012 and we were headlining a festival in Chennai. We're driving down the road with our tour guide person. Yeah. And he's like, we saw an ambulance or something. He goes, do you know what we just did the other day? I said, uh, what did you just do the other day? He goes, we just passed a law that said if you're in a road traffic accident and you're bleeding out on the street, right, which is a common thing in India, like every five seconds this is happening. Wow. If that happens to you, an ambulance can come and pick you up and take you to the hospital. That's the law. That's and the we, new and, law. and we were like, huh? yeah. Yeah. yeah, it took me a while. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Like, it took me a yeah. while as well. <laughs> yeah. Was, and then I was, so I, was I said, like I said, um, well, what, what happened? What, what happened before? They said before, you left on the street. If, if a good Samaritan, or God forbid, the guy who did it, but you yeah. know, if a good Samaritan comes and grabs you and puts you in his car, takes you to the hospital, they'll arrest him for causing the accident, ah. despite the fact that no, he's the guy picking, right, you know, picking right, the guy right. up, and, and and so this this was a thing, and and, you, and we saw a guy bleeding out on the street a couple of days later, actually, and, and we 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 were told to walk on by, really, because you know, wow. it because otherwise mobs, you know, people, you know, yeah, groups can form, and you can get, you know, suddenly you're the guy who did it, yeah, and then you're fucking dead, right? Um, it's an amazing country with amazing potential, but they've got a few things to sort out. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't toured there since 2012. Um, we've been waiting for the right offers. Cool. Basically. So, but hopefully, yeah. yeah my point was hopefully we're yeah. going to get back there this year because I love the place, uh, and the fans are like amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, and I'd love to go back to China. China is really cool. Um, obviously, the states. Yeah. Uh, the vi the visa thing I was talking to Julia earlier is, is tricky. Yeah. Uh, getting getting performer visas for America is, is it's a bit of a it's a bit of a process. Um, is there there's a great festival up in Montreal. We go to every summer where you guys would fit in great. Oh, called heavy, heavy, Montreal. heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about yeah, it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really just 
something else. I mean, it's just I've, I've, enormous, um, and it's such a great like community and fan base. Yeah, yeah. you know, we we had two of the best shows on the tour in, in Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, uh, really amazing. Like just the reception and the vibe and you know I, I went out and spoke a little French in Montreal right. and, and they were just you know they really appreciated that right right, right. <laughs> um, I had to dust off some some, some school like language guitar or something like yeah, that yeah <laughs> I was I can't remember what I said I got about as far as ça va but uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah they were they were great man Canada was a really cool place right. uh, it was it was um, yeah my first time there awesome like, totally into that place yeah cool well, we're going to encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to check you out online. Where is the best place? Uh, Facebook, um, that's Twitter? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I guess our Facebook page. Uh, so facebook.com forward slash cypher16. Uh, cypher16.net is the website. Um, if you YouTube us, uh, Open the Dark Door is a good video to start off with. Okay. Uh, we filmed that at the Natural History Museum in London. Um, gives you an idea of what we're about. Right. So, yeah. Very cool. And right now we're going to check out the new song. The New Horizon by Sphere 16. Jack, thanks so much for no worries, spending thanks some time with us on Talking Metal. Thank you very much.
Horizon by Sphere 16. Go support those guys. Be sure to check them out when they come through your town and download the, the single and the music on iTunes. Great, great stuff. And what a pleasure to meet up with uh, Jack in New York City. Juliet Huddy, Dr. Oz, and Jack and I just hanging out. Uh, what a great time. Yeah, actually, I didn't even say anything to uh, to Dr. Oz. Juliet said she had interviewed Dr. Oz a long time ago. I said, well, did you go say hi to him? And she said, no, no, you probably wouldn't remember me. But just so you know, guys, Juliet Huddy, who introduced me to um, Jack of Sphere 16, she is a rocker chick and friend of my wife, Emily, and myself and knows John Astronomy, too. And she does a podcast, which uh, is not just rock. You know, she she does a lot of stuff on the podcast. And she interviewed Ace Fraley recently, which got a lot of news. I think that was her first podcast episode, which went up uh, not that long ago. And Jack was on her podcast, too, rather recently on episode 17. And it's called Juliet Unexpected with Juliet Huddy. That's the name of the podcast. Definitely go subscribe to that on iTunes and you can check her out. Uh, I'm guessing it's national. I don't know. I know she's on in the New York area on the radio each day on uh, 77 WABC with uh, with Curtis, you know, the Curtis guy, the guy who wears red every day and is a guardian angel. Um, I used to listen to him back in the day. It was like Curtis and Kubi or Kobe or something. But anyways, yeah, she's working uh, with him and then uh, on on the radio and then she's got her podcast too. So definitely check out Juliet Huddy and check out Sphere 16. Cool. Moving on. Next, we have Warrant. I cannot wait to see Warrant at M3. It's going to be fantastic. M3 every year. I am there. I love it. I love it. Eric Baker is the producer behind the festival, and he does such a great job. And I I am totally psyched for this year. It's a celebration. It's not just the music. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a community. It's all of us celebrating all that great 80s rock. It all comes back there. We don't get much 90s rock there. We don't get much 70s rock there. And that's okay. This is a celebration of what we grew up on, us old us old folk. And we love it. Whitesnake, Vince Neil, Warrant. It's going to be a great party, as usual, down in uh, Columbia, Maryland in early May. So we'll see you down there, guys, at the M3 Rock Festival. And without further ado, let's get into some... Uh, Newer Warrant. Let's check out some some Warrant and uh, talk some Warrant with Eric Turner of Warrant, a band I'm going to see tonight. It, I'm recording this on March 22nd. I'm going to see them in Jersey tonight. So here we go. This is Devil Dancer by Warrant here on Talking Metal.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and once again, always an honor to speak with this guy, Eric Turner of Warrant. Eric, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good talking to you. I'm going to be seeing you guys a couple times over the the next few months. Uh, First off, the M3 Festival is happening again, and once again, Warrant is back. I mean, you guys have done this festival a bunch of times. Do Do you know how many times you've played M3? You know, we love the festival, and we love getting invited. We love the crowd, the vibe, the promoters, the venue, everything about it's great. I'm going to guess this is around our fifth time playing okay. there. I don't know exactly. Right. I don't know exactly how many times we've played there. Well, I know you were there. I saw you there in 2017, and then you did a, an acoustic set last year in 2018, and I'm guessing this year will be full-on electric again, right? You know, we play so many shows, I can't remember. But, yeah, we're celebrating, uh, calling it the Dirty 30 Tour, right. 2019. Uh, Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking Rich, our first uh, CD, record, cassette, album, whatever you want to call it, came out 30 years ago. And uh, so we're going out playing, well, right now we're playing like nine songs. So there's only 10 wow. songs on Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking Rich. But I imagine by the time we get to M3, we might be playing all 10 songs in order off the uh the dirty rotten records we're having a lot of fun doing that and of course we still play songs off cherry pie doggy dog you know we'll dip into some louder harder faster cool Uh, those of you who don't know we have a new cd out it's not it's the newest it's the latest one out it came out in 2017 yeah great great cd faster yeah thank you and then we'll play some music Uh, we might play some music off rockaholic it depends on how much time we got Okay, cool. And then I'm I'm probably I this is weird. It like just popped up on my uh my social media feed. I don't know if it was booked just recently, but you guys are playing here in New Jersey like in 2 weeks or something. So I'm planning to come to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um it's been booked for a while now. Um wish you would have heard about it sooner. <laughs> yeah, I just I'll be there for sure. But yeah, it's uh Starland Ballroom and I don't have the date in front of me. I want to say March 22nd March or something? 22nd? Yeah, that sounds March 22nd, right. 22nd, I believe. If you're in Jersey and you're listening, you're invited. Yeah. And uh, if you're in Columbia, Maryland, or if you're in the state, the great state of Maryland, come out and see us at uh, M3. It's going to be a great event. So yeah. you have a big festival concert, or you can come see us in a, a large club. Right. Cool. Well, I will, I will be at both of those shows, and I'm completely excited because obviously dirty rotten filthy stinking rich was a big record for me personally and unbelievable that 30 years have have gone by already but uh what january 2019 was the was the 30 year anniversary of this great record memories of making this record going into the studio i mean so many great songs down boys what was the first time you heard down boys did janie bring it to you guys as a demo or did you, you work it out in rehearsal um we worked it out in a rehearsal um Long story short, uh, from 1984 to 1986, we had a guy named Max, Mad Max on drums and Adam Shore on vocals. And those guys quit in 86. And then there was a band called Plain Jane, which uh, Janie Lane and Stephen Sweet were in. So we invited them to join Warrant, and they did, thank God. And uh, Janie, the first song he brought in was Down Boys. It's the first song we ever played together and it was not demoed. It was not on a tape. He just picked up the guitar and started showing us the riffs. And by the time we got out of rehearsal that night, we had our 
our first song and uh, we played our first show like a month later and so the first show we did was a combination of you know some plain jane songs uh, obviously down boys was a brand new song and then some of our older warrant songs that we've been playing for the last couple of years and then uh, eventually it evolved into where Danny was such an amazing prolific songwriter you know um obviously by the time we made our first record uh, there was no stuff left over from the Adam and Max years. It was all new stuff. Right. Cool. How about some of the other songs just to break it down? I mean, cause there were so many great songs on that record. Big talk. First memories of that song. Um, I don't remember when we started playing yeah. those. those I, I imagine all the songs, I'm trying to think pretty much all the songs on that record we played live. Except for, I don't think we ever played Sometimes She Cries. I think that was written after we got the record deal. Um, but yeah, it's all very blurry. The decade of decadence, the 80s. Right. Um, obviously going into a studio for the first time with a big producer and big budget. I think we had like $250,000 to make wow. the first record. And we'd never had more than $200 in our pockets to our name before that. So um you know, we spent all the money on the record, but you know, we each got a little bit of cash and, little, you know, Janie got a nice publishing advance and he, you know, he shared some of that with us. And um, it was good, you know, we're dirt poor and making a record. I remember Jerry had to boil his bass strings because uh, I guess there was no budget to buy bass strings. Nobody had any money <laughs> right. for bass strings, which is kind of weird looking back on it now. Yeah. But, well, uh, the bass strings were always more expensive, blast. right? Than the guitar strings. Yeah, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good times, man. We had a record deal, and we're making a record, and we're living in Hollywood. We had, you know, we were a big fish in a small pond on the Sunset Strip, and life was good. And then we went out uh, we went out on the road. Before the record came out, we did a few weeks with the Demals. They were on Atlantic oh, yeah. Records, and they had a record out. And then we went out and did a, a few weeks with... Um, Britney Fox, they were on the same label as us and they were having some sex success with girls school. So and somewhere in there is Paul Stanley the too, right? The Paul Stanley club well, no, tour. That right? was after that was after the record came okay, out. Okay. That was after, okay. Now I'm talking about before the record came out. We're just going across America and uh, getting two hundred bucks a night and uh just playing anywhere from uh roller ranks to laundry mats to uh, pinball arcades and, of course, clubs, you know. Right. But uh, that was a good experience. Got our feet wet, and then by the time the record came out, uh, the first little bit of touring we did to support that was with Paul Stanley for uh, for three weeks, and that was really cool and kicked off what turned into 262 shows over a period of 16 months all over the world, and that was the Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking Rich Tour, and we were ready to be put in body bags and right. after that tour we partied so fucking hard uh, yeah <clears throat> it was crazy so it, it crazy w- ride man the album comes out and it had like the music video been released at that point like or was that after the album came out no i think they came out pretty much simultaneously the single uh down boys the video down boys all came out mtv just latched right onto it and they latched right on to Skid Row's, I think it was Youth Gone Wild, their first right. video. And uh, so we were playing, we were the two new bands on the block in, in 1989, you know, and MTV played the shit out of it. And 
eventually, you know, we went gold on the first single and by the time heaven was done, we were over 3 million. Wow. Uh, record sold worldwide by far. Yeah. Wow. So it was a good run, man. Yeah. Good run. What I remember of it. Yeah. Right on. And, and as far as the bands that you went out on tour with, let's see, Poison, we said Paul Stanley, Queensryche, Cinderella, Kingdom Come. Uh, what, where, what crowd Danger, did you vote? Danger, Danger, Danger. Okay. Danger, Rat and Great White. Wow. Of course, we finished it off opening for Motley Crue on the Dr. Feelgood tour uh, for a couple months. So, um, yeah, we would just get little chunks of shows here. We never got a big tour until the end of the the road you know we were when you sell a couple million records you can play theaters and sell them out we were doing some of our own headlining shows um but yeah it was a little frustrating but uh, eventually we got the big tour uh opening for motley crew and sold out arenas all over the united states so that was that was badass awesome awesome and then of course you follow up that record with with cherry pie which the very beginning of that record it says filthy, uh, let's see, it says filthy, rotten, no, it says dirty, rotten, um, rotten, filthy, stinking, but you don't say the rich. What was the, what was the meaning behind that? It was kind of linking where we left off with our first record, kind of bringing you into the new record. Um, so we sampled the intro to dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking, rich, and then, uh, went right into cherry pie. Right. Okay. So, uh, it was just a, just a fun thing to do, studio thing. You know, people get ideas in the studio. I think this would be cool or that would be cool. And someone had that idea. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it worked out. Right on, right on. And, again, you guys had a new record out in 2017. I'd imagine it's probably a little too early for new music to be in the works. Yeah, no, there's some riffs going around. and uh, but But right now... Um, there's no demoing or actual songs floating around. There are a few, a few riffs so floating around. Um, so who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe in 2020 we'll record something and put it out in 2021 or something. Right on. We'll see what's going on. Who knows what's going to be happening in the, the music business at that point? But I do know we like to we like to make uh, records, full length albums, whatever you call them now, streaming projects. Um, so more than likely, if we do anything, it would probably be something, something like that. But you never know. We might put out one song or an EP if somebody twists our arms. But knowing this band, we're just old school and we're going to record five songs. We might as well record. Well, right on. Cool. And would you consider working with Jeff Pilsen again, assuming that maybe you do do a record down the road? Yeah, there's a lot of guys we would consider working with. Of course, Jeff as well. That was a great experience. Um, I heard that uh, Skid Row's doing a record with Michael Wagner again. And uh, so working with Michael would be a blast. He did our Doggy Dog record. Of course, we worked with Pat Regan. He did our Born Again CD, and he mixed and mastered our last two CDs, Rockaholic. And so we're open to it, man. We'll just see what's going on at that time and in the in our orbit as far as producers go and engineers and just see what feels right. And I know you're always staying busy with warrant, but do you have any other musical things going on outside of uh, the, the warrant world? Yeah. Jerry and I started a company in 2011, 2012 called down boys music. And so we get to write, keep writing music and stay creative all year round, all year round. Excuse me. 
uh, doing music for television and movies and stuff like that, commercials. And so you can check out Down Boys Music and some of the shows we work on are listed on there. And so we're we're doing that um, all the time when we're not touring. That keeps us pretty busy. So, yeah. Yeah. And and how do you music get music and more music? <laughs> do you have like agents who bring you TV shows that need scoring or need some tracks? Like, how does that work? We have production companies that we have relationships with over the years and we do a good job on one show and then they'll ask you to work on their next show and their next show and their next show. And so, you know, you do a good job and deliver the goods, which we've luckily been able to do. We've had, gosh, we're probably getting close to 2000 pieces of music that have been placed on different TV shows now. So we've got a great group of composers we work with. We're always looking for new composers that are talented and can, you know, create music at home on home studios and make it sound like it was recorded in a big studio. So yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, Warrant and Down Boys Music. Excellent. Cool. And again, 30 years since Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich came out, and we will be celebrating that all year with you guys, including the the M3 Festival this May. Vince Neil, Whitesnake, uh, Dokken just announced with George Lynch and, and Mick Brown will be there. Kip Winger doing an acoustic set, Tora Tora, so many more, and of course, Warrant. And uh, completely excited to see you guys both there and uh, in about two weeks here in New Jersey. Yeah, man. We'll see you out in New Jersey. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the M3 Festival. Um, for those of you that are into social media, uh, at Warrant Rocks for Twitter, for Facebook, for Instagram. Uh, check us out on Cameo. We're having a lot of fun with Cameo. And uh, thanks for all the support. You bet, Eric. I'll, I'll try to stop by and say hi in, uh, in New Jersey at the Starland Ballroom. Yeah, just let me know. You got okay. my number.
Big thanks to Eric Turner of Warrant for joining us. And thanks for putting me on the list for the New Jersey Warren show. If you haven't seen Warren in concert, they're always such a great act. It's never too late. 30 years since the release of the great, dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking, rich record. And uh, yeah, man, that song right there. Coming off that album, Big Talk. And man, what an album that was. I mean, you had that, you had Down Boys, Sometimes She Cries, Heaven, so many great songs in the sticks. Remember that one? There was so many great songs off that record. And Warrant is celebrating the 30 year anniversary of that record. 30 years. I cannot believe it. We're all getting old, guys, especially me. Fuck. Oh, man. Anyways, let's move on. We have a band that I've been a fan of for years and years. I saw them on their first tour out in Vancouver, British Columbia. I was out there doing some uh, skiing and a girl who I'd worked with in the TV industry ended up in the band. Her name was Paws and she hooked me up with uh, passes and tickets for for the A Perfect Circle show. And I've been seeing them ever since then. Saw them with uh, with Twiggy, Jordy. What's his name? Jordy White. Is, what's that guy's name? Jordy. Jordy, I forgot his last name. You know, you know the, the Twiggy guy from Marilyn Manson saw saw them with him. Was it Jordy White? I, now I got to Google this. I should know this. Uh, Jordy. Yeah, Twiggy Ramirez. Jordy Osborne White. Uh, yeah, so I saw them with him. And uh, I remember at Irving Plaza, that's actually, Emily and I were on a date for that one when we before we were married. Saw them many times through the years, and wow, they're always great. Saw them recently out in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, which was an awesome show, and and it had a strict, it was interesting, it had a strict no cell phone policy at that show, which gave the whole show a different vibe, because you were not allowed to even look at your cell phone. And for the first couple minutes, it was awkward. And then I just loved it because you could do nothing but just embrace the music and hats off to Maynard for uh, I think he was the guy behind the the cell phone ban at a perfect circle concerts. And I think it's a good idea, actually. All right. So we're going to talk with Matt McJunkins from A Perfect Circle and The Beta Machine. The Beta Machine. Yeah, they are great. We're going to check out some of their music right now on Talking Metal. And uh, yeah, what a diverse episode we've had. And, and like I said, I love diversity in music. I love all types of music. So this is the Beta Machine off the Intruder record, which is about to be released. And yeah, man, this is called Someday, again, by the Beta Machine off the Intruder record, which is about to come out on March 29th, 2019. Here we go.
Mark Striegel and uh, calling in for the second time. The first time he called in, he spoke with Emily. This time I have the pleasure of speaking with him. Matt McJunkins from A Perfect Circle and The Beta Machine. Matt, how are you? Great. Fantastic. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm excited because uh, the Beta Machine gave us a great EP, I guess, about less than two years ago, I think, or maybe about two years ago. You know, it's crazy. The release date is almost exactly the same day of the Intruder album, but two years ago. Wow. It was like March 28th. It's a total coincidence, but one day difference in two years. Wow, cool. That's cool. our release date from, from now on. So re- while our band exists, every time we put out a record, it has to come out the end of March. March, yeah, March 29th. There you go. Cool. And I saw you guys open up for A Perfect Circle, a band that you're also involved with back in yeah. in 2017, which that was when I was turned on to you guys. It was a, a, a great night. And you did double bill that or double duty, I guess I would say, that night. Um, yeah, yeah. And and how tough is that to, to play two sets back to back? I mean, were you guys exhausted at the end of every night? Um, you know, not not really. We're kind of riding on adrenaline, I suppose. So, right. You know, when you um when you go out and you're doing a, a show like that in front of a bunch of people, you kind of whether you're tired or not, um, doesn't really factor into things. You just kinda of go and do it and um even if even if your body is tired you just you just aren't even aware of it until like maybe the next day so maybe sometimes the next day you'd wake up and it would things would hurt a little bit or something you know but um but but physically speaking i would say the whole tour was felt really good it was only like maybe in the the very you know in the very first show or two where it was um just the logistics of like sorting out, you know, how we were going to kind of get ready to play with both bands, you know, like as far as obviously with the beta machine, there's a different set of, you know, we have our own gear and our own stuff. So like just kind of getting all that into place. Cause a lot of time, you know, like usually with a perfect circle, you know, or any band, like, you know, if you're the headlining band, the opening band is, usually soundchecks after say there's two bands, you know, it's usually the, the headline band soundchecks and then the opening band afterwards. And usually while the opening band or the headlining band is soundchecking, the opening band will be like getting their stuff ready to like get on stage. And like, obviously we didn't have that luxury because we're just, we're there and we're busy. So we'd have to like, just kind of preload all of our stuff and like pre you know, get, they're a little earlier, a lot earlier in some cases, and just like get everything ready. You know, just there's a lot of details to remember. That, that was really the only tricky part. It was a lot of, right. like, it was almost like a laundry list of things to sort of check off. But physically speaking, it was never, it was never an issue. Cool. And I know when you were on before, you went into the details of meeting Jeff, uh, I guess, through when you auditioned for, for Billy. Um, but how did, how did Claire come into the picture? Can you tell us what your history is with her and how you connected with her? Yeah. Um, Claire, we met through Claire AC. We met through, um, clean around. So, um, when uh when we were out jeff and i were out um, playing shows with lucifer um you know korean around joined the band and started touring and stuff and um 
a little a little down the road, maybe like one a couple tours into it, Karina started opening. I think I think it was on the conditions of my parole tour, maybe. Um, okay. The Karina round started opening. Um, as well as playing Pussifer. So me, her, and Jeff, you know, we were all doing double duty those nights. Um, so, so yeah, so then uh, we were doing it as a three-piece uh, a lot of times, but um, also Clary C would come out and join us on vocals as well as uh, Sam Stewart, both from Nightmare and the Cat at the time. And uh, yeah, we just we just loved her voice. We just thought she was great, and um, we'd seen her. She she had recorded some stuff with Karina as well, and you know we played some in town in LA shows with her as well. Uh, with Karina, with Claire singing, you know, and we'd seen her sing with Nightmare on the Cab. We just always thought she sounded great. She has a beautiful voice, and you know, when we were looking for um, somebody to sing with us. Um, you know, uh, with the beta machine, she was just one of the first people that came to mind and just kind of worked out from there. Right on, right on. And you guys had a great uh, EP that we mentioned earlier all this time Thanks, back man. in 2017. The new record, Intruder, is coming out this Friday. And there's three songs up on uh, Amazon Music and iTunes that I was jamming out earlier today. I think they sound great, cool. sincerely. Cool. And what, Thanks, what, how how is... Th- how has this album progressed or evolved from what you guys done with the EP? Is it a, is it a progression? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, um, I guess the most, the sort of most obvious way that it's different is just that we have, you know, it's a longer record. Therefore we have more room to breathe and try out things. And, you know, there's a lot more room to experiment, um, you know, with just, uh, different palettes, so to speak, and uh, yeah, and also, I mean, not what we, our lives have changed, or maybe you know, we've we've gone through some things that sort of influenced the record and what maybe what the song content is about, um, or what the song content is, I should say. Um, yeah, but we did start writing some of these songs that are on the Intruder record. We started or even had some versions of um, back when the EP was finished, or I'd say by the time the EP came out, we had some of these songs um, just sort of in these fledgling stages uh, at the time. And, um, you know, after we put out the EP, we kind of just started going back to work. We, we kind of went back uh, at, by, the t- by the time the EP came out, uh, after we tracked it, Matt Mitchell had moved to a new studio. So we were just like, yeah, let's just get in there and and try out some stuff. And we just kind of started tinkering. There wasn't really like a, uh, an idea of what the next thing would be, if it'd be a full record, um, or, you know, what the sound would be. And it wasn't really, you know, we never really discussed those kinds of things. We just kind of write and, and record ideas and until they become songs that we like, that we're happy with. And then it just is what it is. You know, we don't really, uh, there's not like a preconceived notion of what right. the band should sound like or anyway. Um, so it kind of, it started a while back, uh, with these new songs and then all the way up until, you know, obviously Jeff and I were out on tour with other bands from time to time. So it kind of, 
didn't know, we don't, weren't always around to record and write stuff. But um, by the time we got really into, you know, kicking things into high gear with like, okay, let's just finish this fucking record. Like, let's just get it done. Like, we're really close. The songs feel great. Like, we're almost there. There was still like, there were still changes, you know, up until the very end of like, oh, let's add this song. Cause, you know, it was like a, a just a loose little idea. Like, the song, um, bleed for you was just like super undeveloped and we just like right like really at the last minute we're like ah what if we tried this but just like kind of snapped and came together really quick and um yeah it was it was it was it's just fun you know it's it's actually you know when you're writing a record if you spend a lot of time on it or or i'd say if a lot of time passes while you're working on it even if you're not necessarily working on it all the time it's kind of hard to develop songs that you've already heard yourself you know for a while and had them kicking around it's really hard to approach it with any sort of new vision or fresh right. ears in any it's way interesting. Every, yeah everything just sounds you know just starts to kind of sound old and like no matter what you try, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're just kind of like, how about we try to throw it in the fucking trash and put out something new? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right. Like, right. It, it, it gets to that point. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's actually really fun and exciting to kind of have a balance of working on songs that maybe you've, you've been developing for a little bit, but then also they're just like throwing in new things at the last minute and just seeing what happens and kind of stirring shit up. And do, um, do you guys it, work together as a songwriting team or is it more like you're doing it individually and then it kind of comes together in the studio? Like how, how does the songwriting process start? Yeah, it's, it's, it's both of those things. Um, so we kind of, you know, we'll tinker away on our own individually um, with ideas. I, I tend to, May, I don't know if it's a comfort factor or what, but I, I tend to not want to show people song ideas until I feel like they're really developed, um, even as a demo. Um, maybe not necessarily like a full-on, you know, finished song, but at least at least there's a there's a, a proper mood. Like I can't just. I mean, we've done that before, but at least at this point, you know, it's like, I always like to put my best foot forward. I like to try to really get things. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I'm just not comfortable with showing some, somebody right. something that's like not finished at all, or it sounds like shit or in my eyes, at least. So it just has to sound, I just have to be comfortable. It's like, okay, cool. This sounds good. I'm excited about it. Once I know that I'm excited about it, I'm happy with it, then I can show it to Jeff and and then get his thoughts. And then like then we'll just start ripping in apart or, you know. And then same thing. He'll do the same thing. He'll he'll have he'll he'll start working on ideas and develop something. And then same thing. He'll show it to me and I go, Cool. Oh, what if I took this thing and I slipped out this, you know, chord progression or we fucked with this speed or whatever and you know and then then we then we'll get in a room and we'll kind of we'll track some different ideas you know we'll just kind of start like layering you know, layering different ideas different grooves um you know we kind of just fuck around and tinker until the cows come home and uh you know, and then we get whatever we feel is like a good version 
of that song or those songs. And then, you know, with the EP and the record, then we would just show them to Matt. And he would go like, and basically that process would start all over again, you know, because then he would have another idea of it, which is great. You know, it's great to have someone else who you trust to, to show music to when you're working on something. If it was just Jeff and I, you know, it's like, sometimes we're like, I don't know, is this cool? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like It's nice to have at least one other person who could be like the sort of tiebreaker, you know, who could be like, right. nah, like both, both of you are, are way off. This is, this is cool already. Like you don't need to change a fucking thing. Or it's right. like, he'll, he'll flip things on their head. So it's like throughout the process, we're always, we're always reinventing the songs. Like, some of them actually stayed pretty true to the original versions, but a lot of times we would just put things around a lot. And, you know, that's, I mean, we like to experiment. We like to swap out songs, swap out instruments, you know, like, Hey, something that might've been like a heavy guitar riff, heavy guitar riff is now a sense right. or, you know, this part that Matt's been singing, Claire's going to sing it now and do it an octave up. And then we're going to fucking, you know, like the drums are now, you know, a, a Fairlight drums and, you know, whatever. We just, we just, there's no, like, there's no rules and there's no, like, we go in and try to strip ourselves of any ego of like, well, this is my instrument. This is what I play. And like, I wrote, I came up with this song. So it's like, I have the final set, like, fuck all that. Like, we just like, we throw it all into the pot and we're just there to make the songs as good as we can. And once we all agree that they are as good as they can be, that's when they're done. Right on, right on. And one thing I loved yeah. about the the EP was some of those synth sounds oh. and keyboard sounds, like on the end and again and again. Oh, such great, you, rich synthesizer and keyboard sounds. What what keyboards are you using? Like I'm guessing it's a bunch of different stuff, but what are some of your favorite Ooh. ones to uh, to use in the recording process? Man, I'm not telling that shit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, a lot of... <laughs> how dare you ask such a question? Um, you know, a lot of that stuff, um, during the EP especially, um, you know, Jeff and I were kind of still um, finding our way with, with instruments. You know, at the time, I was mostly just playing bass, and I had, like one guitar that actually I borrowed from Karina that I still have. I try to give it back to her. I swear to God, she just won't let me. But um thank God for that, because I wrote a lot of songs on that thing. Right. And um you know, and like a little acoustic and like that was it. That was all I had for like demoing out things. Same thing with since I think at the time, I mean that was just going back to like twenty twenty, I don't know. 2011 up until I guess 2015 or so. Right. And uh, yeah, anyway, my point is I didn't have a lot of stuff. So a lot of that, most of that stuff was Matt Mitchell's stuff. Um, there's definitely some, uh, some Buchla on there. Um, some, some Korg MS-20, uh, definitely some, some Jupiter, definitely some Juno. Um Definitely some uh, Moog Voyager okay. on there. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun toys. And and you know, on on the, and then by the time the record came around, uh, you know, recording Intruder, 
you know, we, I had kind of picked up some new stuff. Matt had picked up a lot of new stuff and we borrowed some stuff from some friends. And, uh, so yeah, it is a big mixture of stuff. I mean, but yeah, then it came into, uh, you know, uh, I've got, I've gotten a hold of some electron stuff. So like, even for like drum machines, like the Digitact is fucking phenomenal. And, um, you know, uh, analog keys by electron, that one's uh, super versatile, the deep mind, Okay. Um, a lot of different stuff. Yamaha, the Yamaha CS Reface, those little, those little guys. Have you seen those? No, I have not. They did this line yeah. of, they did this line of of Reface uh, since that they they put out their really cool. They're just like little, like small versions of classic synths. Like there's like a ah, okay. like a DX Reface. It's like a DX7, but just like in a tiny little like portable synth right, uh, right. stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, the list goes on and on. But um, right, you know, we we tried a lot of things. Ultimately, we kind of uh, we found a smaller amount of of things that were like, oh yeah, this like things that we just kind of kept going to. Um, whether we even it wasn't intentional. It was just like our ear just kind of kept gravitating towards certain things. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's and it's tough because. Me, Matt, and Jeff all have a love for all those things equally. Like it's like it's just as fun to plug in a guitar, like you know, plug in a fucking Les Paul and Noah Marshall half stack with like a fuzz pedal and just let it rip or something. Um, it's just as fun to do that as as it is to like plug in a synth and you know just sit there and like tweak on the oscillators and suck with the filter you know it's like it's, right, it's just right. as gratifying and 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 the end result can be equally as interesting you know and, and of course blending the two then it's kind of a lot of what we end up doing um with our band um you know and same thing with drum sounds you know it's like yeah getting big bombastic you know compressed overdriven big room sounds and also like super small, tiny room sounds. And then sometimes just using like a little razor thin fucking, you know, um, electronic kit. You know, and it's like, I don't know, they're all equally uh, as important, I think, to the sound of our band. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Cool. And what, what's the plan? Is the plan to go out and tour once, once the album is released or we have other commitments with a perfect circle? What's your plans for 2019? <laughs> The plan is absolutely for the beta machine to go out and tour. Um, and we're, yeah, we're, we're working on dates as we speak. And, um, yeah, as soon as we have things to announce, we'll, we'll announce them and bug the shit out of everybody and, and let them know what we're doing. But, um, yeah, right now, um, our next show is, um, uh, we're playing April 6th here in Los Angeles for anyone who's around. Um, at Sayers Club with cool. uh, Lux Obscure's cabaret show. So it's like our CD, re- or a CD release. <laughs> When's the last time anyone had a CD release party? <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, cassette, eight-track release. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> our album release show slash party, um, April 6th at Sayers Club. Cool. With Lux Obscura. And again, yeah. the album is Intruder by the Beta Machine. It is out this coming Friday. And uh, just to touch upon a little bit of your past, 30 Seconds to Mars, what was your involvement with with uh, Jared and that band? 
Um, I I played with them in 2011 for uh, it was like January through March. Did a couple tours with them playing bass. Right on. And Eagles of Death Metal. Uh, do you hear from those guys at all anymore? Are you still in touch with Jesse oh, yeah. and the guys? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all we're all still homies. Um, yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're getting ready to go back out and do some stuff this year. Um, yeah, man. They yeah, they're they're kicking ass as per always. Awesome, cool. Hey, and Matt, where did you grow up? Uh, Palm Springs, California. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, out in the desert. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Desert desert rat, as they say. So yeah, in L.A. now. So it's not. Wasn't too drastic of a change, but right. Um, how, how far you know, is that from close, LA? A couple hours. Yeah, it's like oh, at the most, it's like yeah, like ninety minutes usually without traffic. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, cool. We, it's a beautiful place. Well, we wish you the best of luck with everything. I'm digging the three new songs. I can't wait to hear the full Intruder album this Friday by the Beta Machine. And please let us know when you're in the the New York City or New Jersey area, because uh, Emily and I will definitely be at the show. Mark, thank you so much, man. It's awesome. Okay. Fantastic. Keep in touch, Matt. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for chatting, man. All right. Okay. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. All right. See you. It's just of this It's not the way
live, a perfect circle with Matt McJunkins on bass right there. Thanks, Matt, for joining us. Good luck with the release of your new record. Again, it's called Intruder, and it is by your band, The Beta Machine. I like it. I like what I'm hearing. The three songs that I've heard off the record so far are, are excellent and really dig what you're doing with this band. Emily and I will be there supporting you guys when you come through town. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this episode again. Thanks to all the Patreon supporters. And I really, I can't thank you enough for all the support you give me. I'm doing daily videos now on my YouTube page. Uh, you can watch these videos on TalkingRock.net in the video section, or just subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash TalkingMetal. Little, you know, two, three minute videos go up every single day. You know, sometimes uh, I'm just, I just woke up, I'm just having my morning coffee, I look like a wreck, but I have something to tell you. So every day, even if I don't have something to tell you, I turn on the video camera. I give you three or four minutes every single day. Some of the videos have gotten like 2000 views. Other ones are like getting like 23 views. So I'm, I got to find a stride here. I guess when Tommy Lee uh, responds to one of the videos and says he likes it, that's when you get 2000 views, which is what happened to one of them. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I really, really love you guys and appreciate everything you're doing. It is again, Friday, March 22nd. I haven't watched the dirt yet. I'm going to watch it this weekend and we'll, uh, you know, by the time this gets posted, I will have watched it and we'll hopefully uh, be talking to you about that either here on the podcast or in one of my videos. So, uh, yeah, the dirt, the story of Motley Crue on Netflix. Let me know what you thought of it, because I'm sure you guys have watched it by this point and uh, hit me up on Facebook Twitter, wherever, man. Uh, Twitter, I, I don't like Twitter, man. I do it because you have to, but I like Instagram. I like Facebook the best. But hit me up wherever you want on social media. And to take us out, this one is a request going out to, uh, oh, uh, let's see. Let me pull this up to Andrew Miller, who gave a hefty donation. And the song is, what song did he fucking want? It was a Molly song. All right, I don't have it in front of me, but I, Andrew, I think you requested Wild Side by Motley Crue, so here we go. Take us out, little Molly. <laughs> 